Hey y'all, welcome to Poetry for Black Girls, a conversation where we discuss poetry, healing, and everyday tips that you can incorporate into your life to make life a little less stressful. I am your host, Angelina, a licensed social worker and a black girl. Here we go. Hey, I hope y'all are having a great Wednesday. Um, I just wanted to let y'all know an update on me quitting my job <laughs> and how life has been so far. So here we go. Yeah, so if you haven't heard, I quit my job as a social worker in the corporate field. Um, and I now work as a therapist. I work from home for a virtual therapy company and it has its ups and its downs but I am very happy with my decision. I feel a lot happier. I do not deal with the work drama that I dealt with when I was in the office and I'm not saying that all work environments that are located in the office are toxic but mine was And the most interesting part about it is most of my job could have been done from home. Like I did everything virtually, virtual video calls with my team members. Um, The the clients that I talked to were mainly over the phone and lived in different states. So literally I was doing a virtual job in an office setting. So that was already the most backwards, you know, toxic part of it like I felt as if I needed to be present in the office so that they could micromanage me and they didn't even give me an option of allowing me to work from home and then they gave all these rules as to why we can't work from home when there are so many other companies that are allowing people to work from home day one so those are just a few of the reasons why I left but I'm really happy with my decision Today, after seeing my first client um, with my new job, I feel like I made the right decision. It was a great experience, and it showed me that I am meant to be a therapist. (laughs) And it took me doubting myself through grad school. It took me going, like, doing, I've done two jobs post-grad, one that was part-time and one that was full-time, and then I did them both together. It took me doing both of those jobs, quitting both of those jobs, and starting a therapy job for me to decide that I was meant to be a therapist. In those other jobs, I wasn't doing therapy. I was doing case management. And if you know anything about social work, uh, a lot of our job includes therapy. So you use those therapy techniques, even though you're helping people with their daily lives. And so I found comfort in being able to hold space for people and talk to them and be there for them. And so I knew that therapy was a part of my journey, but I didn't know how, you know, I didn't know like if, if I wanted to do it full time. And so I say, Hey, why not just give it a try? And I would say one of the big lessons I've learned through this whole process is no decision is the right decision. Like, it's the right decision for now, and you don't know if it's the right decision until you until you make the decision. And so, literally just trying it out. 
life is too short, but life is also long and very beautiful. And you owe it to yourself to try new things, to bet on yourself, to see if it works. And so I'm so proud of myself. I did it scared. I wasn't, (laughs) this wasn't easy. It didn't happen overnight. I was terrified. I had many therapy sessions, had many interviews, talked to many family members and friends. I got a bunch of no's. Like, this was not easy, but it was definitely worth it. It was so worth it because my anxiety and my depression and my mental health overall, my physical health, has improved drastically now that I am outside of an environment that micromanages me, that bullies me. Like, of course, you know, I'm dealing with other obstacles at this job. I'm seeing a little bit of um, racism and microaggressions. But at, at this point, I mean... <laughs> How can I get re- how can I get away from it? You know, and so at this point, I'm just coping with it, finding my community within the job that I'm in. And I am also making sure that I use my coping skills uh, by going to therapy. And the fact that I'm doing this job virtually is such a huge help because I don't got to see you. Like when I log off, you no longer matter. <laughs> and that's the way that I have to reframe things for myself because I deal with anxiety and rumination, which is um, constantly thinking about the same thing over and over again, allowing thoughts to replay in your mind. And sometimes it's not even allowing them. It's they just come like you can't stop them. You can't turn them off. And so I have to reframe those thoughts, you know, when I deal with a microaggression, I have to reframe it instead of uh, replaying it over and over in my head. I have to physically say, stop out loud, put my hand up in front of me, say stop and move, like physically move my body. And I've learned that technique from this book I'm listening to called Why Didn't, uh, what is it? Why Didn't Nobody Ever Tell Me That? Or why has nobody told me this before? Yes, it's a really good book. It's a self-help book. It helps you overcome um, anxiety and depression. But one of the techniques for rumination is to physically say stop and to move, move your body. Step away from where you are, where you're having that rumination. And you're basically distracting yourself. And that's a self-soothing technique um, that you can use to help you get out of that root in that cycle of constantly um, thinking about the same thing and stressing yourself out about the same thing. So that was just really helpful to um, gather and it helps me when I am thinking about encounters that I have with people, conversations I have with people, because that's what the anxious brain does. The anxious brain ruminates, the depressed brain ruminates. And so I'm just I'm just happy to be in the role I am in. I love self-help altogether. I I love learning. And so it makes sense that being a therapist is for me because I like to share what I learn, hence this podcast. <laughs> and I also have learned to hold space for people 
And I'm learning that a lot of people don't know how to do that. And when I say hold space, I literally mean be with someone while they're dealing with what they're dealing with and just letting them feel their feelings. Like, ask questions, get curious, try to understand. But people are so quick to say, oh, just do this, just do that. You know, like, they're so quick to to solve your problem for you or to tell you to be happier or to don't be so depressed or don't think about it so much because they're uncomfortable with those feelings because they don't like to they your sadness or your discomfort will make them feel sad and uncomfortable but once you practice um being around people and not giving unsolicited advice and not um wanting to solve their problem realizing that that person is resilient and they've came this far like that means they've overcome a lot of things and they can overcome this. Now, when people ask you for help, <laughs> when there is something that they want um, or they need from you, they'll ask. And if you would like to offer some type of advice or suggestion, you can ask, can I offer this to you? Or what would you? what do you need from me? What would you like for me to do? How can I help you? I think that is the best way that we can hold space for people. And I feel like that's something that I've truly learned. I'm so excited that I've learned that, you know, in my 25 years of living, like, I'm just, I'm just happy. Um, So I'm just patting myself on the back. I hope you pat yourself on the back. I hope you find something um, that intrigues you this week. I've been working in this journal. And it's called The Guidebook to the Unknown, A Journal for Anxious Minds by Lisa Curry. And I got it from Five Below for $5. But y'all could probably get it on Amazon or something like that. I'll probably put the um, the link to this book um, in the book that I'm reading in the show notes. But I just wanted to share one of the journal prompts with y'all because um, it may help. Let's see. So um, the one I did this morning and I'm like trying to incorporate this into my daily routine. Now that I've changed my hours of work, I feel like I have (laughs) enough time and energy to incorporate into my routines. So this is the prompt. If I reflect on moments in my life When I had real fun and felt so alive, what are a few things that come to mind? So just think about a time where you actually had fun, you felt alive. Um, Some examples for me are riding a scooter and being so scared, painting with my niece, and brunch with my sister. So... um, The next prompt says, if I reflect on how I made my way into those moments, what bold moves did I make? What curiosities did I follow? Did anything have to go wrong first? And when I looked over those things, I was like, you know what? Nothing went wrong. Like, I tried something new. I was scared. Nothing went wrong first. 
um, I said that I stepped out of my comfort zone and I asked someone to play with me. <laughs> I did it anyway, even though I was nervous and scared. So I think for me that those prompts helped me build confidence because it showed me that I am a fun person. I am a courageous person. Like it definitely helped me reflect on the good times and things that uplifted me and the people I have in my life and how good it feels to be alive. So those are just a few ways that I am enjoying my new journey to this new job. It's not the end all be all, you know, if it, this is a not workout, we always can apply for another one. But another thing um, I've been able to do is like, like I mentioned in the prompt, so I was able to go to brunch with my sister and paint with my niece and ride the scooter because um, I now have more energy to do those things. And it's a lot of things I do. I don't have any motivation to do them still. Like depression is real. Anxiety is real. And it will zap your energy away from you. And a lot of stuff feels like chores. But um those things, like I got to a point to where I wasn't so stressed out about work and so tired about work that I had motivation to do them. And so I, that's another pro of leaving my old job and why I knew that I made the right decision or the best decision with the options that I have. <laughs> the best decision for now, right? So I would say as far as, um, you know, still having like I still lack motivation to do certain things and probably will always lack the motivation until it becomes a habit and that's what I learned with the book that I'm reading um about uh why has nobody told me this before in the book she says that when you're brushing your teeth like you don't need motivation to brush your teeth it's a part of your routine every day you wake up you go to the bathroom and you brush your teeth so you there's there's no motivation needed because it's a habit and for myself I brush my teeth and immediately I do my hair and so that's habit stacking like I know that I have my toothbrush in a certain place and I have my hair products like my quick products that I'm using for the week depending on my hairstyle right there on my um little three-tier uh shelf in my bathroom and so I make it easy for myself and so that way, I don't have to feel like doing my hair. It's just a part of my routine. I'm always going to brush my teeth, and then I could just do my hair because it's right there, and I have those quick products. So I'm stacking on those habits. So what I'm <laughs> trying to stack is walking after every meal. I literally have no motivation to do so. I promise y'all, I do not. I Every time I eat, I just want to sit down and watch TV. But I am... Telling myself to do it anyway, because after I do it, I know I feel so much better. So, and another thing she says in the book is, you have to tell yourself this is who you are. I am a person who brushes my teeth. <laughs> I am a person that walks after every meal. Because you have to become the person that you are, you know, that just does those things. 
And that helps the things that you want to do to improve your life to not feel like a chore. So for myself, I'm a person that goes to work Monday through Friday. I'm a therapist. I am a person that walks after every meal. (laughs) You know, I'm a person that does her hair after she brushes her teeth. So it's just like those just that's just who I am. You have to embody that person that you want to be. So anyway, I'll put the links in the show notes. I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. I hope that um, any of these nuggets stick with you. And if they did, please um, share this episode on all social media platforms and use the hashtag poetry for black girls. Bye. Well, I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you did, please leave a comment, leave a rating, and share the podcast on any social media platform using the hashtag Poetry for Black Girls so I can share it, connect with you, and we can reach other Black girls. All right. Thank y'all. Bye.